0: This episode is brought to you by my new, upcoming, totally free, live masterclass titled The Most Common Legal and Tax Mistakes at Each Stage of Business and How You Can Avoid Them. On this masterclass, you'll learn whether it's time for you to go from a sole proprietorship to an LLC or from an LLC to an S-Corp, or if you have an S-Corp, how you can make sure that you're running it correctly. You will also learn how to get more profitable in a snap and put your taxes on autopilot, as well as how to make sure you're owning the CEO role in your business and managing the growth of your business without the fear that IRS hate mail or nasty lawsuits are gonna come your way. Also, at the end of the class, you'll officially be invited to join the spring 2021 class of Unfuck Your Biz. There will be a special bonus available only to those that attend the masterclass. So, if you're curious about the program or know that you need to get a head start on avoiding these legal and tax mistakes we're going to talk about, join us at www.unfuckyourbiz.com where you can register. See you there. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As you likely know, on Tuesdays, what we generally do is I take the time to answer one question from my free Facebook group, Braden's Besties. So we collect all the questions when people join the group and I pick one to answer each week. But we decided to mix it up. We're going to try something new. Please let me know after you listen to this if you like it. Shoot me a message on DM on Instagram or tag me on your Instagram stories, post in the Facebook group. Give me all the feedback. What we're going to do instead is we are going to take the recording from our weekly Facebook Lives. So every Friday in the Facebook group, I do a free live Q&A. We collect questions throughout the week. People show up live. I interact with them. I answer the questions. People will post follow-up questions, all that good stuff. So instead of just answering our one question, we're going to do some repurposing here. We're going to retake the recording from that live video and share it here on the podcast. So Check it out, hope you enjoy, let me know, and here we go. All right, welcome. So if you're new to the group, it's pretty simple. We post question collection thread every Monday, we collect questions on Friday, I answer them. So if you asked a question uh, on our thread, I'm here to answer it today. If you're here live and you haven't posted a question, but you have one, no problem. Put it in the comment box and I will answer it now. If you've asked a question and you're not here live, you can catch the recording here on the Facebook group anytime you want. You're going to also catch it this coming Tuesday on the podcast. So we've been trying that out for a few weeks now, putting the audio recording of these lives on the podcast. I think we're going to stop doing that. Um, I've been checking the metrics on the podcast. They've been a little bit down, which means not that many people are listening to these recordings on the podcast. That's okay um, if we don't have any like testimony feedback that people are liking it we just go off the data so if you do like that let us know if not we're going to go back to our previous tuesday podcast format which is uh going just a little bit deeper into one specific question okay so let me get into the questions i also want to see i saw i got one thumbs up so i want to see who's here i have to look on my phone because i can't see it on my computer maybe maybe if it cooperates maybe not all right anyway moving on so jenna jenna had a question jenna said i'm researching domestication of one of my clients llc so jenna let me know in the comments if you're um a fellow attorney or if you're an accountant so you said researching domestication of my client's llc from one state to another and discover their llc expired in january this actually happens because people usually use something like LegalZoom or something comparable to form their LLC. They don't understand their additional filing requirements and compliance requirements. And then the LLC ends up getting dissolved when they uh, don't stay up with those requirements. So the person's LLC expired, it got dissolved. You said, can they still switch states if it expired, or will they have to renew it first? They ask if they should just apply for the LLC in the new state and dismiss the old one, but wouldn't that cause problems with the payments received since January is not going to their current tax ID? So, from a tax perspective, if this person is an LLC, it doesn't matter because it's a pass-through entity, so we pay taxes um, technically we do well we may put in our EIN when we pay those taxes but usually we're just paying them under our Social Security ultimately though it doesn't matter because when we file our tax return our business income gets reported on our personal tax return so at the end of the day the IRS is gonna say you know what Braden regardless of what businesses you have out there in the ether you owe us twenty two thousand dollars in taxes have you paid us any taxes i'm going to say yes i made this quarterly tax payment of five thousand dollars on this day five thousand on this day five thousand on this day maybe i only made three that's fifteen thousand dollars so they're going to say okay great you owe us the remaining seven thousand dollars the whole what business did we pay it under doesn't really matter until we get to the point where we owe business level taxes which doesn't happen until we have c-corps so that makes the tax thing really easy as far as the llc structure question goes i would just look at it from a cost perspective if the cost to if they're even able to uh get their old llc reactivated if they are able to reactivate it, there's probably a fee with that. There's a fee with everything. So they would pay that fee, and then if domestication is available to them in both states, they will pay to domesticate into the new state. So in California, it's like $70 to file the domestication paperwork, and then you would dissolve it in the old state. So that's what that would look like. Um if they're gonna have to pay a lot of money to get the LLC um back up and running, like for example, if they have franchise taxes or annual reports that are due that are several hundred dollars, then it might be easier just to start fresh with the new LLC in the new state, particularly if they're DIYing that or have the resources and the ability to do that on their own or if you're going to do it for them. So hope that helps. Stay on top of your compliance tasks, everyone. Okay, next question comes from um, Joanne. I think is how you pronounce your name. Joanne, let me know if I'm saying that wrong. You said or you asked, rather, if you have an S-Corp and you are sued, what can they take from you? So this is a great question. Um, an S-Corp is what we call a tax status. So you have an un- what I call an underlying entity. You either have an LLC or a corporation that's then taxed as an S-Corp. And both LLCs and corporations provide you with liability protection um, for your personal assets. So that means that if you're managing your entity correctly, you're not commingling your money, you're doing all your compliance tasks, they should not be able to go after any of your personal assets, only business assets, if you ever get sued. So they could potentially, if you don't have the money, they could put a lien against your business, your bank account, all that kind of stuff. Um, But unless they're trying, unless they're able to we call it piercing the corporate veil. Unless they're able to pierce your corporate veil, they won't be able to go after your personal assets. So someone says they're will too late. Let me know. Drop your name in the comments so I know uh, who's here because I can't see it. I don't know. I, I can't see it on the comments on my computer. And on my phone, I'll show you. There's like no comment showing up. So it's not auto-focusing. There we go. I see no comments. I don't know what's happening. Okay. So next question comes from Trish. Trish says, uh, "Will general liability insurance cover a florist doing a workshop with beginners who injure themselves, or cut themselves, or slip and fall?" Trish, t- to be perfectly honest with you, I-, I don't know. So that is something that is the type of thing that we would expect general liability insurance to cover, but you're going to want to ask. Um, you're going to want to ask your insurance provider if that is covered. So talk to your insurance provider because it's all gonna be come down, it's gonna come down to what you originally got your insurance for. So if you tell them I'm a wedding floral designer, I do uh, floral contracts for weddings and I do installations and they say, okay, great, we can cover you. But now you're doing these workshops that may or may not fall outside of the typical scope of your services. So we have another comment here. It looks like this one's from YouTube, I think. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know who that is. If this is um, someone I know or not, let me know in the comments. Okay. So next question comes from Lori. Uh, Lori says, if I already have insurance on my own LLC and want to start a partnership with someone, do I need separate insurance for that business as well? So I already have an LLC and I want to start a partnership. Yes. So we never recommend general partnerships anytime you're going into business with a partner, you want to form an LLC for that business as well. So if this is separate and apart from your existing business, you're gonna to wanna to form a new LLC for this other business. And then that LLC is gonna to wanna to have its own insurance policy, its own bank account, all the things. So you said, uh, thanks so much for answering my question. You're welcome. What about the money I've made previously from wedding bookings that I have mounting up in my business bank account? Someone who sues you could potentially get that. That's correct. So those are your business assets. Anything that is in your business bank account is leviable, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, basically anything that your business owns is um, is gettable, if that makes sense. Well, there are I don't I don't like to get too complicated with all of those kind of issues because there's a lot of nuances there. But like we do have this rule that your business should be property. Properly capitalized, which means you should, you know, you shouldn't just like flush all the money out of your bank account just for that reason. But most of us, as service-based business owners, we don't really need to have much cash on hand to run our business. So you're fine. Um, so you you ask, how can I prevent that? Well, I mean, you can't really. Like that's just the reality. So we obviously want to protect ourselves from lawsuits but there's nothing you know hopefully the main thing is you want to have your layers of protection in order so you want to make sure that your llc is up to speed you want to make sure that you have solid business insurance and you want to have some fantastic contracts with your clients above and beyond that There's nothing that you can necessarily do to prevent people from suing you. Um, Once you do get sued, once you get sued, if you get sued, knock on wood, hopefully that ever happens. But if you do, ideally your insurance policy will cover all the fees associated with it and pay out the claim. Um, if it's something that you're covered for, which is why it's very important that we know what our insurance coverage is for. And if our insurance policy does not cover us, um, then hopefully the contract will protect us, but then we would still have to fight it out in court. The likelihood that they're ever going to be able to go after your business assets is pretty low, unless you really fuck something up. In which case, not a whole lot we can do about that. But most of us, for being responsible, doing all of our stuff, and we have our layers of protection and order we should be in pretty good shape. So I don't see any other questions that are coming in. Um, I hope that was helpful for everyone who had questions. If you have any questions, make sure you drop them on next week's question collection thread. And before I forget, I also want to remind you all that this week on the podcast, I did a three episode bonus series on what I call the Unfuck Your Biz Bootcamp. We did this as a live bootcamp this past fall, and this time I decided to take those trainings and put them on the podcast so you can go through the three episodes on the bootcamp, and it's gonna help you determine how much you should be saving for quarterly taxes. So I know we're in the middle of tax season, that might not be an exciting topic, but once you get this tax return behind you, you're gonna wanna really focus on making sure that you're getting your quarterly taxes in order, So the next tax season is much more of a breeze. So check out the bootcamp. We have some free resources that go along with that. We posted those in the Facebook group this morning. So they are downloadable. We have a free small business tax deduction guide for you, as well as a quarterly tax estimation guide. Those are actually two of the guides that are in our Unfuck Your Biz course textbook. So this is my signature course. We have a full textbook, lots of guides, resources and materials in here. And we're providing a couple of those to you for free uh, this week is part of the boot camp. So go watch the podcast episodes. Watch them. Listen to the podcast episodes. And then if you have follow-up questions on the bootcamp, you can either post them on our question collection thread for next week, or you can post them here in the Facebook group. And I would absolutely love to give you some feedback on those questions if you have any. So that's all for this week. I um, wish you all a great weekend, and I'll see you all next time. Later.